0: Welcome, witches, to the first episode of Witchcraft from A to Z, and blessed Lunasa, or Llamas, to all those who celebrate it. My name is Elena Evergreen. I've been a practicing witch for over 15 years now. For our very first episode, I'm going to cover an easy one that most people should have access to for a relatively low price. Today's ingredient tool of choice is A for apples! And perfect timing to, to celebrate Lunasa. I know at least where I'm located in the US, apples are the second least expensive fruit in the grocery stores and markets, so they're quite accessible here. If you enjoy this episode, or you know someone who would, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it. Before I begin, I do have to have a little warning. If you hear any jingling, any little tip-tapping, or weird barks, my dog... Is being very noisy this evening so I do apologize. Hopefully it's very quiet in the background and not too noticeable (laughs) but other than that I hope you enjoy. One of the reasons I've chosen apples for today's topic instead of something like acorns or some other easily found items is because of the frequency of apples in media throughout the ages surrounding witchcraft, sorcerers, and sorceresses gods and goddesses, and just magic in general. Apples can be seen so frequently in media throughout history. Think Snow White and the poison apple, Norse mythologies Idun and the apples of youth, the Greek god Heracles and his golden apples, and even the bible's own Adam and Eve. In Snow White, the poison apple puts those who eat it into an eternal sleep called the sleeping death which can only be cured by true love's first kiss. Snow White is deceived as the queen disguises herself as an old woman who lies to Snow White, telling her that the apple grants her wishes. The key properties associated with this tricky apple are deception and illness, but also love, thanks to its romantic cure. Idun, the goddess associated with apples and youth, thanks to her role in the Norse prose Edda, in which she is the keeper of apples and the grantor of eternal youth. In her story, we are yet again deceived, as Loki tricks her by telling her that there are apples even greater than the ones that she keeps, which results in her abduction. And in the Poetic Edda, Loki accuses Idun of sleeping with her brother's killer key properties in this story are yet again deception but also aging youth lust and greed the greek god heracles has his own story of apples he was tasked to steal the golden apples of hesperides a sacred fruit protected by the goddess hera and guarded by a dragon with a hundred heads once again the story of apples results in deception when his brother Atlas offers to help him get the apples, if he helped hold up the heavens. Of course, his brother lied. The golden apples in this legend were said to have been a wedding gift for Zeus and Hera given by the goddess Gaia. At this point, we can see a similar uh, property of apples in these legends around the world. The legend of Heracles and the golden apples contain the properties of deception and love. There are many legends, myths, lore around the world that use apples to symbolize certain aspects. And they all tend to contain very similar meanings. But depending on where you're from, the meaning can change. I always recommend those who practice to use meanings and symbols from your local area, as those will hold more power since they mean more to you than an idea from another culture. Now let's look into the properties of apples to see how we can use them in our magical practices. To begin, let's look at the obvious. An um, apple's a fruit, which I know you already know. At least I hope you know. And when I think of properties of fruits, I'm, of course, going to think of fertility, of reproduction, of sweetness or tartness, of abundance. I'm going to think of cycles or seasons, and I also tend to think of autumn, Samhain, Lunasa. So, those are already some traits I can start using in my practice without even digging too deep. When you look at the shape of an apple, it looks most like a heart least if you have enough imagination, which symbolizes love, passion, romance, etc. You know they're just Another thing about the shape of the apples is when they're cut horizontally rather than vertically. The core of an apple creates a pentagram, which is a symbol often associated with protection, spirituality, magic, the five elements, the five stages of life. It's also a symbol that you can see all throughout the world, and its many cultures. Now, what about the symbolism of colors? One of the best things about apples is that they come in a variety of different colors and flavor profiles, from the classic red to a sunny yellow. And as we know, colors have meanings and different uses in witchcraft. Like green for wealth and red for lust. The most common colors I see apples come in are red, pink, yellow, and green. So let's talk about those colors and their associations. Red can, of course, be used for romance, love, passion, sex, and lust. But based on media across the ages, one could also use it to symbolize deceit and betrayal. Pink is a more gentle version of red, and can be used for love and romance. But additionally, it can be used for self-love, nurture, and familial love yellow is the color of joy happiness and friendship but one could also argue that yellow is for abundance wealth and youth due to the many mythologies surrounding golden apples finally green the color of earth and money green is perfect for fertility abundance luck wealth health and grounding now Colors have have always held meaning, and so I believe they are an important factor when trying to figure out what an item could possibly symbolize in any magical practice. So knowing your colors is a really great step to improving your practice and keeping a practice going without having to constantly research the meanings of different items. So now that we know some of the magical properties that could be associated with apples, what are some ways that you could prepare it to be used in spell work? Either as an offering, a symbol, an ingredient of a spell, or the main component of a spell's health. It could simply be placed on your altar. You don't have to do anything. Or it could be turned into a bird feeder, which could be a type of offering. You could bake it in pies, pastries, bread, which again an offering but also you're, you could eat it and that could symbolize a whole other thing you could dry slices of it to create pentacle ornaments which you could use to decorate you could put it on your altar you could um, offer them hang them outside there's lots of uses or you could crush some dried apple and use it in teas soaks or scent bags you could also simply cook them up or you can make jams, jellies, juices, or cider. One of my favorite ways of using edible ingredient in spell work is through the use of making teas. Teas are so easy to specify and to make exactly how you want it. You can put literally any kind of ingredient you want in it, have it symbolize anything you want, have multiple meanings, have just one meaning, and it could at the same time be delicious, it could be healthy, there's just so many different possibilities when it comes to tea. You could have rosemary in, in a tea and that could be protection. You could have um, you know, roses and apples and that obviously could uh, be for love, it could be for an offering to a god or goddess that symbolizes love, or romance, or relationships. So teas are one of my favorite ways to use ingredients in spellwork that are edible. The fantastic part about working with an edible ingredient is its plethora of uses both mundane and magical. Which is perfect for the lazy witch in us all, or the witch who can't quite practice openly in their homes. Let's talk about holidays that many witches observe. Although not universally acknowledged and not at all necessary in a magical practice, holidays like Lunasa can make being a witch just a little bit more fun. There are many holiday cycles to use as guidelines for celebrations and spellwork, but the most common are the four Gallic seasonal festivals, Lunasa, Samhain, Imbolc, Beltana, and the the Wheel of the Year, which holds Yule, Imbolc, Astara, Beltana, Litha, Lunasa, Mabon, and Samhain. The holidays where apples come in use most are the ones where apples are, of course, in season. Since food is so readily available all throughout the year in some countries, we tend to forget that these things are cyclical, just like everything else, and that all throughout history, witchcraft has always been practiced, using what has been locally available and in season. And so I believe that using what you have around you is in itself a celebration of those cycles and of the nature and magic around you. It's also worth noting here that the days on which these holidays fall upon are dependent on the hemisphere at which you are located, and so it will be opposite if you live in the southern hemisphere. So, I often use apples during Lunasa, the celebration of harvest, Mabon, the autumnal equinox, and Samhain or Halloween, which is to honor those who have passed. Since the episode is airing on Lunasa, I'm gonna talk a little bit more about that. Lunasa marks the beginning of the harvest season, and it's widely observed in Ireland, Scotland, and the Isle of Man. It's traditionally held on August 1st and it's named after the god Lu, who is most associated with oaths, truth, and law. And this has, throughout history, been celebrated with large gatherings, athletic competitions, feasts, matchmaking, and trading. Historical evidence shows that one of the traditions of Lunasa was offering the first fruits and the gatherings would often take place on top of mountains and hills. In modern practices, Lunasa is marked by a pilgrimage to Craig Patrick in Ireland, by festivals and fairs, and by hand fasting and marriages. The goal is to celebrate all that the harvest brings and to give thanks to the spirits and deities who help make the harvest possible. During this time, it is common to prepare breads, meats, and fruits for the feast. For this year's Lunasa, I will be tending to my garden, plotting out my next crops, creating a new sourdough starter, baking, and spending time with my family, as I like to keep things pretty simple these days. On my altar, I have dried roses, moss and dropped fruit from my property, and pine cones I've gathered from my travels. I will be offering the final glass of my summer wine, which was infused with strawberries, and a portion of whatever I baked today. Let's think of some ways that you can celebrate Lunessa this year. And if this is your first year celebrating Lunessa, don't forget to take it easy. First years are always the hardest to do because you've never done it before. Creating that habit, that tradition, of celebrating a holiday or observing something does take time to build all of the different things we'd like to do during each of the holidays. So you could do things like field games. You could make music or play music or go to a um, concert. You could do crafts and do art You can do games of skill, in representation of the athletic competitions they used to do. Um, You can of course, harvest if you have a garden. This is also the holiday for picnics, and it's another one for bonfires, so that's something you can definitely do if you are planning to do something outdoors. Food is the easiest thing to do when it comes to Lunasa, and it's the thing that most witches tend to fall on. And so observing the grain harvest of the year and baking breads and cakes and just a lot of delicious goodies is a very easy way to celebrate Lunasa. This is also the time when summer fruits are still in season, even if they may be dwindling. So using those up and making a lot of yummy desserts to kind of celebrate the end of summer. Going to your local farmer's market or produce stand is another way to observe Lunasa as you are celebrating the cycles and the harvest season. Because summer is ending with all of those beautiful summer fruits that you're so used to, you can also cherish it by creating jams and preserves or making wine or brewing beer You can do anything that you can find online (laughs) that would make you happy and observes the things that nature gives to you at this time. This is a time for relationships. So like I said before, hand fasting is a big thing, but if you're not ready for that next step of commitment, you can also make friends. You could focus on your relationships that you already have. You could enjoy your time with neighbors if you're on good terms. You can create a circle if you don't have a coven of your own or join a coven. You know, join a community for something that you love to do. You can start making decorations for fall, which is, you know, one of my favorite seasons um i've already started putting out all of the cute little pumpkin things that i have (laughs) but um some other great decor items are weed stalks and corn husks thanks to the wonderful harvest season yet again i'm thinking of harvest we tend to just go straight to the physical harvest, the plants and, you know, the foods that we are harvesting in this world. But this is also a time to harvest what you have sown in your life. So if there is a, like a project or a skill or something you've been working on, this is your time to look at it, reflect and see your personal growth look at all the things you have accomplished and make plans for the next growing season quote unquote or goal season if you're looking for resources regarding ways to celebrate lunasa there are so many resources online because it's one of the major holidays that are celebrated not only on the wheel of the year but also on the wheels of celebrations across the world and throughout you know ireland and scotland you can find so much information on how to celebrate this time of year finally let's put this new knowledge to use with a simple low effort spell for self-love To begin, make sure you shower, wash, or rinse off beforehand to do a simple cleanse. Then, put together a cotton, mesh, or muslin bag in a pink or white color with the following ingredients. The skin of an apple, or some dried apple, some crushed rose petals, preferably pink, and about 2 tablespoons of oatmeal. Pour yourself a nice warm bath and allow the bag of ingredients to infuse with the bath. Feel free to light a pink or white candle or two at this point. Get in the bath and gently pour the infused water over your head and face, making sure every inch of your body has been touched by this water. Close your eyes and tell yourself affirmations that you'd like to achieve or believe about yourself, making sure you're saying the affirmations as if they have already been achieved. For example, instead of saying, I want to love my body, you would say, I love my body. Some examples of affirmations are, I am healthy and strong. My body is perfect the way it is, and any way it may change throughout my life. I see myself in statues and images of goddesses, and so I myself am a goddess. I am powerful, intelligent, beautiful, and happy. You can of course say anything you wish to say about yourself as long as it is positive and uplifting. Negative thoughts about yourself are not allowed here. Say these affirmations as many times as are significant to you or your practice. The most commonly used number repetitions are three and nine. When complete, treat yourself to a nice face mask, tea or whatever brings you comfort. The whole point of this moment is relaxation, love and appreciation of the present. Now, why did I choose this particular spell? It doesn't really have much with to do with Lunasa, but I believe we all need a little self-love at this moment. Apples are the perfect way to do that, and so when it comes to the ingredients, I of course chose apples because that's the topic of today's podcast, but we also have some roses, which are Always, you know, symbolizing love, whether, whether it's a yellow for friendship or a pink or a red. And then there's oatmeal just because it makes your skin really nice and it's just good for your body in general. And as for the affirmations, not only do words have power in magic, but they have power in your minds and just psychology in general there are studies that show that saying positive things like affirmations on a regular basis or showing gratitude has significant positive effects on your mental health on your well-being and on the way you view yourself so putting all these all these together we're mixing a little bit of magic with science and we're making something that just feels really good in general. So that is why I came up with this. Because of COVID and everything going on, I believe everybody needs a little self-care going on because everybody is in a space where they're not at their best mentally. So I hope this little self-love spell does you a little good. And remember, you can change anything you want without any that is told to you regarding a magical practice, because the thing is, your magical practice is about you and no one else. All throughout history, magic has always been about what's going on with you. It's always about using what is around you. It has been about what is in season what is available, it's been about the history of the land that you are on, and the type of ingredients that you can find everywhere. And that's all I have for you this week. I wish you all a blessed lunissa and a wonderful day. Don't forget to subscribe where you listen to podcasts, share with anyone you know who needs just a little bit more magic in their life. Until next time, which is bye.